Hey, welcome back to the podcast. It's a bonus episode. Uh, in this episode, Mariah and I just tell each other stories about our own experiences flying and working in aviation. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. You can absolutely expect a story about a real aviation incident next week. Let us know how you enjoy these stories or if there's something you would rather see on the off weeks. We love hearing from you. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Mariah. Yay, worked the first time. Worked the second time. Second time. <laughs> worked the second time. Worked the second time. Our beloved fans will never know nope. how many times it takes us every week. <laughs> and how long it takes. Right. Today we're a mere seven minutes late. Yeah. 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 It's a miracle we show up at all. Uh, truly. Truly. We I, do it I, for you all. We do. We would just talk. Yeah. <laughs> for like a year and a half, Mariah literally just listened to me tell her about <laughs> flights, about plane yep. crashes. Yep. Yep. And, and it didn't take eight minutes to prepare for that. It didn't take any time to prepare. No. We, I just Natural. sat on the, I just sat on the floor watching videos about plane crashes and then told <laughs> Mariah about them. <laughs> this is good. I'm glad it's we're good. doing this today, dear friends and dear <laughs> friends, Mariah. Yes. We are going to tell our own stories mm. from our own lives mm-hmm. about our own experiences. A little bonus for you. A little bonus, yeah. Because <laughs> we, we, we told you we're going to every other week for the main episodes, but we don't want to just leave you hanging of on the off weeks. Of course not. We would never. So if you're expecting this to be about a plane crash, um, it's very important that you know that that's not going to happen in this yep. episode. Yeah. Um, but if you want to hear interesting stories about working at the airport or flying on an airplane, mm-hmm. you're in the right place. You surely are. Yeah okay so mariah this is almost certainly going to ring a bell for you because i came home to the apartment we shared (laughs) at the end of this day um so as mariah knows we lived together for years how many years yeah years years a few years because what year did you get married 2015 that's what we talk about this that's what the the image my mom had framed for me for our wedding says perfection (laughs) yes i mean Uh, it's it's not it's not necessarily important to know the year for that i mean you guys have been together for longer than half your life right at this point it's been we've known each other for longer than half my life and then next next year we'll have been together for half my life wow that's amazing it's a long time a long time you're gonna come up on that soon enough aren't you yeah very soon yeah crazy um but anyways yeah <laughs> so uh <laughs> this is what our conversation yeah. like in real life <laughs> so, 2013 to 2015 so yeah two years yeah yeah okay that checks actually i think it doesn't matter but i think that i moved in because I moved in with you when I did not have a place to live because I had planned on living in Israel, but instead yep. I did not. Yep. So instead I lived in Buffalo. Yep. So, so yeah, exactly. Yep. It may have been the beginning of 2014. No, no I think the opposite. I think the end of 2012, because uh, Brian and I were in 
um turkey in november of 2012 no 2000 i don't know yeah because well because i graduated nyack in in uh, may of 2013 so i wouldn't have been back yet right you're right so 2013 i know it feels like such a short time but it really wasn't yeah it's crazy it was a formative formative part of our lives (laughs) yes it really was (laughs) (laughs) but um so okay so i worked at the buffalo airport beautiful glamorous buff buff airport oops stepped on stuff brian told me not to pace around the house while i'm doing this but it's very hard (laughs) to talk and not pace but um so i'm working at buffalo as some of our more sophisticated listeners might already know, Buffalo is cold as shit <laughs> about half the time. Yeah. And then the other half yeah. of the time, it is blazing hot. Yep. Um, there is no but... nice weather, in my opinion. No. Everyone will Maybe... disagree with me, but... <laughs> <laughs> I love the blazing hot weather, so that's the problem. Oh, but... oh, it was so nice. When we lived together, I slept on the porch, remember? For like the first year I lived with you, I yeah. slept on the porch. Yeah, that was great. It was we had so like nice. a nice, um, what's it called? Like boxed in porch. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like indoor porch. <laughs> like a cage that yeah. was a porch. <laughs> yeah, it was a, like yeah, two people could fit out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was but perfect. we made six people fit out there regularly. All the time. You said that the landlords had, I don't know. So it was like a upper level enclosed porch. Yeah. And it was just supported by like beams, right? Yep. And I remember you saying that the landlords had been told by the city that they had to dig the beams in deeper because yes. they had like tried to not dig them in that deep. And then when there's yep. like eight of us out there, you were like, oh my God, I'm so glad <laughs> that the city made them dig these. Thank deeper. God for the city. Thank God for regulation. Oh, really. I love regulation. As we've learned Our from pod- this podcast. Exactly. This is podcast needed. is like a celebration of government oversight. Yes. <laughs> but. So Buffalo, yeah. Buff Buff, probably, I have no idea. I don't, I didn't keep a diary of the airport, so I don't know when this happened, but um, it's the dead of winter mm. and it was like the really, really, really cold time of year. Like the bitter, I think maybe it was the, um, the uh, polar vortex year. Oh, so it was, yes. it was like negative 26 or something, freezing cold, Fahrenheit. I don't know, Celsius, I'm sorry. Um, Very cold. But freezing cold and bitter and humid and cold anyway (laughs) so um at buffalo i worked for delta and uh, actually dgs for all my dgs people but if you don't know what that means i worked for delta (laughs) um and delta had four real gates like real gates four yeah but actually five because or kind of occasionally six and the reason for that is because there were two little nubby gates at the very end of the airport that we could use as like overflow okay and one of them you had to like walk on the tarmac like the plane would just be parked there and you'd have to like walk out and then go up the stairs and the other one had a a jet bridge but that jet bridge is like weird and we didn't used to use it that much it seems like they use it a lot now i think the buffalo started getting more flights before the pandemic who knows what they're using now but um at the time that i worked there we very rarely used gate 26 but we had a day where like one of those days where every single thing went wrong like just a disaster day um at this time i was working um 16 hour shifts four days a week so uh and sometimes a little more it was a thing but yeah um so we had a day that was just like a hell day where like everything was canceled and like maintenance and like all this stuff right 
all of this resulted in us running out of gates. So we had to use gate 26. So there's a plane parked at gate 26 that was going to sit out there overnight. And then we were going to fly it out the next day. Right. So it's a hell day, which means we had to push all the passengers over to the next day. So there's hell day and then there's the next day. And the next day is when all this happened. And there's going to be way more passengers on the planes mm. because so much stuff got canceled or delayed the day before. Right. So all those passengers moved to the day this story happened. So we have an extra plane though. So it's chill. It doesn't even matter. We've got all these passengers. We've got a whole extra plane, a whole extra yeah. gate. No problem. Right. So um, I am 99% sure that this was Endeavor. And again, if you know what that means, great. If you don't, it doesn't matter. Um, but the plane that's going, that's at gate 26, the extra plane, is going to leave and fly to LaGuardia around the same time that the plane that I'm working at the next gate is going to fly to JFK. Mm. So the plane that I'm working is fine. Literally nothing is wrong, right? My plane is here. My crew is here. My passengers are here. We are getting ready to board. Literally nothing is wrong. It's a beautiful day. It's incredibly cold, but it's pleasant. The weather is fine. Everyone is here. Nothing is wrong. I am literally within a few minutes of starting to board. When all of a sudden, my screen just says canceled. Oh, yes, I remember which has never happened to me. I'm just going to say right now, yeah. that's never happened. Because as everyone who's ever flown knows, it's delay, 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 canceled, <laughs> right? So uh, it just canceled, just whoop, canceled. And I usually know what's going on when that happens. Usually I know either there's maintenance or the crew's not here or something is wrong or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my screen just goes from like boop to boop, get ready to board to canceled. And I have, again, no idea what's happening. So I'm just, like, trying to figure out if there's, like, a computer error or, yeah. like, what's happening. And uh, the my screen on the backboard that the passengers can see changes from JFK to LaGuardia. And my screen changes to the the other flight information the flight information for the flight that's supposed to be at gate 26 so i am again very confused because it's the same plane the same crew same passengers everybody right so uh, all of a sudden these different random pilots come over to my gate right and they're like so this is the LaGuardia," and i'm just like no i don't know what's going on (laughs) and then my pilots on the plane that i was was using right that those pilots bang 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 and they open the door and they're like what happened i'm like i don't know what happened these guys are here what happened so here's what happened dear friends Mm. what happened was the plane at gate 26 was so cold so very cold and passengers don't like to get on board a plane that is literally one degree right (laughs) but there's what do you do if the plane is too cold you can't turn the jetbridge heat on because gate 26 jetbridge doesn't have any heat so what they had done the the marvelous excellent consummate professionals who work on the ramp at buffalo for delta had a handy dandy space heater and so they had popped that bad boy onto the plane to warm up that plane isn't that nice so considerate all for your comfort (laughs) we love you okay so they had popped that on 
warmed up that plane, made it nice and toasty so they could leave pretty soon, start boarding. And then they went to move the the space heater off the plane, but it's a gasoline space heater and they spilled gasoline all over the inside of the plane. Oh my God, yes. They dumped like, I don't know, like gallons and gallons and gallons of gasoline all over the inside of the plane. And so unbeknownst to me that had happened and unbeknownst to me, the dear sweet ramp workers, the ops workers at Buffalo had scrambled to try to figure out what do we do? Cause the plane is covered in gasoline. Now that's not safe. That's not pleasant. Nope. A plane, as you know, is really like shut up pretty tight and it's not nice to be, right. <laughs> you know, just like smelling gasoline fumes your whole flight or whatever. God. So what they had done is they had called, I believe Endeavor. If this one wasn't Endeavor, sorry to throw you under the bus or whatever, but um, so they had called Delta, we'll say the, the company who makes these decisions. And what they had done is they had seen like, okay, we got this plane. We got that plane. We're just going to cancel that one. And we're going to make it this other flight. Right. So, uh, but my passengers start to get emails saying that, or like texts or whatever, seeing like your flight is canceled, like go talk to the gate agent. Yep. And so now I have all these people uh, very upset. Okay. And the thing about this is, like, guys, sometimes your gate agent knows something they're not telling you, but almost never. (laughs) That's almost never the case. Very, 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 very rarely. If you know the right questions to ask, you might be able to get a little bit of extra information. Your gate agent, nine times out of ten, is telling you everything that they know, okay? so people are like becoming very upset and they're like, the plane is right there. What do you mean it's canceled? I'm like, I agree. The plane is right here. I don't know why the plane is canceled. (laughs) So for the next, but here's the thing. So because they had just made my plane a different flight because they had just done the switch, that plane is still supposed to leave in like 15 minutes. So both of these planes are supposed to go at the same time. Mm. Right. They're both going to New York city. Right. So I start to like, scramble like you would not believe trying to throw as many people onto this plane just like are you just going to new york because like guess it's a new airport for you but that is not a simple process i don't know what people think the process of rebooking is but it's not like boop 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 click 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 and you're done it takes some time right and a lot of time when you do it something gets like messed up in the process like the computer is like i don't know if we should let you do this and so it like messes up and then when you go to board it just goes like beep 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 and like then it's a huge mess and i don't know if you you know again like envision yourself at the airport unless you're getting on a huge plane with a lot of people there's probably only one person working your flight but now i'm functionally working two flights Mm, right? right i'm working the one that was that I was supposed to be working, trying to rebook people and the other one. Those people don't have, the people who were on the LaGuardia flight, the gasoline plane, those people don't even know what's happening. Those people are like, is my flight canceled? And oh, it's like, my- no, your flight's not canceled. <laughs> so the pilots and crew that were supposed to take my plane originally to JFK are also uh, don't know what's going on, right? And they, so blah, 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 all this happens. I scramble, scramble, scramble. The finally, I get as many people on as I can. Can't get everybody on. There's like six people or seven people who are just stuck, oh. right? So the other random pilots take most of the people to New York City, right? So in the meantime, I have the angriest people in the entire universe right. because their flight got canceled because gasoline got spilled and now they're stuck and they're going to be way late, right. right? And I have like 
the crew who got basically traded and that crew um the crew that was originally supposed to fly my plane on the original flight they uh didn't the reason their flight got canceled is because they were going to go home (laughs) all they had to do that day was fly to jfk and then they got to like be done so now instead of getting to be done they're just trapped in buffalo in like negative you know 30 or whatever and so they still eventually want that crew back and they still eventually want that plane back right so whoever in the background whatever person is making all of these decisions um makes a new flight right that's called a a um ferry flight so a ferry flight is when pilots and or crews well i guess and crews or maybe not crews but anyway like when people who work on board the plane take just the plane with no passengers oh right to put it back right right Right, to get it to wherever it yeah. needs to be, right? Um, so whoever it is cosmically decides that that <clears throat> plane over there is a ferry flight now. But I still have my people who really wanted to go to New yep. York, <laughs> right? So then I remember I love, again, like all the love in my heart for all of the pilots out there who are like, well, maybe we can just ask if we can take passengers. And so the pilots who are stuck on what's supposed to be essentially a day off, right? Right. They call and like, whatever, again, whatever they do cosmically to (laughs) try to ask if they can turn it into a real flight, turn it into a real flight. The problem is, is there's literally no way in the universe to know when that plane is going to be good to go. Because it's just soaked with gasoline. Right, right. Right? So what somebody in their infinite wisdom said, like, it'll probably be good in an hour. And so they just said that it would oh, be an no. hour. And I were, and we were all like, I don't know. It's, gonna be it's definitely hour. not going to be an hour. <laughs> no. So basically, I spent the next, I'm going to say in all seriousness, probably 15 hours yeah. at the airport sitting with those people trying to get them on other flights, trying to stuff people here or there, right? Other stuff is getting delayed because it's Buffalo. Like, other stuff is, you know, going wrong that day. But we just had this plane and these this crew sitting there all day long waiting. Oh, no, it it couldn't have been 15 hours because the pilots would have timed out. I think it was probably 10 hours. So, essentially, the... um, the we just opened all the doors and windows or not windows yeah. but like the the windshields or whatever like opened everything we could on that plane like physically tried to like soak up as much gasoline as oh you could God. and just opened everything up and like waited right but it's super humid buffalo winter right. so you're waiting but it's not like nothing's happening that and especially fast, with the cold right? air like when it gets to be that cold there is something about right. the smell that yeah. does not go away until it, it yeah. reaches a certain temperature again. So, like, if you if something smells, it's done outside. Like, it, it right. just smells that way forever. Exactly. Exactly. So, we just waited and waited and waited. And, like, every, like, half hour, hour, we would, like, go on board the plane and be like, does it still smell too much like gasoline and the flight attendants i i i recognize flight attendants and like passenger service agents at the airport have a job that in some there is overlap in what we do but there's a lot of differences Mm. right and i would say that overall 
flight attendants are actually more dedicated to your comfort mm-hmm. <laughs> and and probably more dedicated they i never have to worry about your safety right? right your safety is not something that the passenger service agent has to worry about but the um the flight attendant that's their primary role on board yeah. a plane right and their secondary role is like ensuring that you're comfortable so the flight attendants were like i think I, I don't remember, and if you are the flight attendant that was on this plane, please tell me if I misremember this. The way I remember it was basically that they they thought it was a poor decision to try to get that plane out that day with passengers, mm. right? I can't imagine a flight attendant being pissed off that they turned it from a ferry flight into a flight with passengers where they're going to have to work. I don't know if that's true. I don't want to put that on them and say that that's their fault or that they right. felt that way. I can just imagine feeling yeah. that way. Like a ferry flight is much more comfortable than a flight where you have to work and where people are going to bitch about the gasoline yeah. smell <laughs> or pass out or die or whatever. I don't know what happens <laughs> with gasoline. But um, so the flight attendants were like, the pilots gave the flight attendants the final say on whether or not the oh, plane wow. was like degasolined enough. Right. So the flight attendants, again, if I remember correctly, were very thought it was not wise anyway they did not think that this was the right yeah like period no so they took a right so they took like a very conservative i would in my opinion view of this the passengers were just like i do not care but the flight attendants are probably right they're like they said you know they say they don't care but you know they're going to ask for their money back or whatever or they're going to be really mean or be really angry or we're gonna have to do an emergency landing in ithaca because it's the smell's too strong people puking left and right like right right yeah no there's real i mean it's uh, those people who finally did take the plane that's essentially what happens is that we waited i mean for ages for ages and ages and then finally the flight attendants used their best judgment and agreed that it was good to go we (laughs) i remember by the time that that plane actually went out that's the other thing is that other stuff was getting delayed like other flights were going wrong so we were like slapping other people on that plane. So the like number of passengers on that plane grew and grew and then like would shrink and grow and just the chaos of what the airport right. is like. But <laughs> when it finally went, the thing is all the passengers were told like what the deal was with this plane. And so finally, like I remember when that plane was like getting ready to go because I think that is what happened. I think we were getting close to the line where if they didn't take the plane back, they were going to time out, meaning the crew would have had to go back to the hotel because mm. um, there's like a limitation on how long they can be on duty, right? Because for safety, right? So <laughs> so we got around that line and it was time to go, time for everybody to board. And <laughs> the... <laughs> it's like the I trauma of like, it. <laughs> right exactly but i just remember the passengers like getting on the plane and being like it sure does smell like gasoline and it's like this is your chance buddy like this this is it because once the plane goes up like do not make them emergency land in syracuse like do not do it (laughs) like you don't have to be on this plane i know you want to get where you're going but like this is your time to use your misjudgment um and then i just remember that feeling like when it took off there's like the a feeling which is like 
I don't have to worry about that. Cause that's like yeah. a really like so thousands of flights where you just like pour so much work and energy into it. And then like once like you shut the door oh, and it takes off, it's just it. like, okay, it's like oh, not right. my problem anymore. But also feeling like, oh my God, if that plane emergency lands because someone throws up and or people are freaking yeah, out, like screwed. I will not feel good about that. Right. But they did it. They made it. The Buffalo to New York City, for anyone, I should have said at the beginning, is like only a 45, 50 yeah. minute flight. So, um, and that oh was. Oh my the gosh. End. Yeah, that was a, that was a really I, crazy just week in general. I remember, especially oh at, like for you at work specifically. It was like a very crazy, oh. wild, just exhausting week. <clears throat> yeah. I felt like every day at that job was just so insane. Like you're just, it just felt. It crazy. was. I mean, there the- were plenty of times where you came home and it was just like, just story after story after story of what yeah. like went wrong or what like, just yeah. some sort of like crazy maneuvering everyone had to do. It's a yeah. wild. It's a wild yeah. job. It- yeah, it really is. It <laughs> really is. So, like, definitely be compassionate. I will say, like, um, something, just the flight attendants in that situation, it is my understanding that someone can correct, but I do not think I'm wrong about this. They don't get paid a dime for that whole time that they're waiting for. The flight attendants don't? They get paid, the flight attendants, yeah, they get paid from door closed to door Mm. open. So that entire day, they just got paid for, like, one hour of work. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know if there's some additional thing that I don't know about, but I know that, broadly speaking, they get paid door open to door close or door close to door open or however you want to measure it. Is there, like, a minimum? Do you know if there's, like, a minimum that they can get paid? There might be. There might be, like, a per diem. I know they get, like, lunch. They get, like, a per diem uh like food allotment um and maybe they get some kind of minimum but i'm i'm pretty darn sure that they basically didn't get paid a dime for that whole time and i remember i won't tell a whole other story but i'll just say that some flight attendants did exactly what is totally radically 100 percent their right and a I have nothing but respect for flight attendants who would like just sit on the plane and chill yeah on days where the flight yeah. was super delayed right because you're a literally not getting paid but just have to be on right you have to show up to the airport like all yeah done yeah. up right and then just sit there and wait for hours and hours and hours knowing that when the plane finally takes up takes off everybody's going to be in a terrible right. mood right um but every once in a while flight attendants would help mm. us when things were super yeah. crazy and it just I don't know. It just stands out in my mind. Like that was just such like an exceptionally kind thing for them to do. Because again, if you're helping us, you have to be on. You're in uniform. Like you yeah. have to. You're working, and you're not getting paid anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing for that. That's crazy. How often would you say that? Like, yeah. you felt like people helped, like flight attendants. There were two flight attendants. I would love to say their names, but I don't know if they're okay with that. But there were two flight attendants who were both based mm. in Buffalo, um, who were both like, um, like maybe 
maybe 10 or 15 years older than I was at the time. So they were not like a lot of, you know, it seems like flight attendants like in movies or whatever are always like 23 or whatever. And they were, they were like, um, I the only reason I bring up their age is because that stuck with me that they were like so nice and like had like strong yeah, maternal yeah. energy that I really benefited from and they were not old enough to be my mom but they had that like yep. solid yeah. maternal energy <laughs> and um you know just beautiful like wonderful people and they both would help um when things got really yeah. really crazy we uh, worked yeah. together you know we had right each other's right backs, right but well, and that's like it's yeah. it's hard to imagine like, the sense of yeah. camaraderie because you think, I guess, like as an outsider, you would think you wouldn't see the same people, like same workers every day. But I guess, I don't know, being in, I don't know, like I guess the airlines, because I was even thinking like gel, the airlines are very, um, I don't know, like you work your flight and you know, you get to know your flight or your... um. I don't know. Does that make sense? If I make sense? Yeah. Like I'm thinking. Like, no, I, I get what you're gel, saying. So like you're, you know, if you're you see the same people flying, because it's like one flight, isn't it? Or like a few flights. Right, right. When I worked at Jowl, it would you would see a ton like the same faces right. every single week. Um, but the so with with Delta, you would see. Uh, you would see that the people who live in Buffalo, you would see them fairly often because they're flying to wherever they're Mm. going to work. So you would see people who lived in Buffalo, pilots and um, Mm -hmm. cabin crew. Uh, But you would also see some of the same pilots like rotating through, if that makes sense. Like Buffalo is just one of the cities that came up on their line or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how what they called it. We called it that. But their schedule. Wrap around the U.S. (laughs) yeah yeah definitely definitely that's a crazy story are you are you gonna tell the story i am and you know it's funny i was trying today i was trying to look up to see if anybody had written anything about it or if there were any articles and i couldn't find a single thing not a single solitary thing and it just like oh man it makes me a, it makes me nervous that, like, I'm totally making this up in my head. I know that I am not. I know that I experienced this thing. <laughs> no, I But, you know, I mean, it mm-hmm. happened when it happened over 10 years ago at this point. Um, But I do remember it. <laughs> just talking about how bad my memory is. I do remember it like it just happened because it was like it was so yeah. um, it wasn't as, I wouldn't say it was traumatic. It was impression like it just left an impression in my memory, I guess. Um, and it, after, you know, doing this podcast and talking to you about flights and you working at the airport, it, cause this is, this had happened before we, we, uh, lived together and you were working at the airport. Right. Um, so I didn't know, you know, a lot of the stuff that we talk about, um, at all. I mean, it was like 18 or something. Um, yeah and so it is incredibly amazing to me that nothing ever came of this and that there was no information anywhere and that like nothing stood out so essentially my end goal is lax la i'm going to la (laughs) that is my end Mm -hmm. goal i am in buffalo currently going to lax so i was going to my my um internship which was 
as we discussed last week, it was in Gabon, Africa. I was uh, going for a training in LA and then we were going to fly back to the East Coast to fly out. And on my way to the training to LAX, like I'm going to this training to meet all of these people I don't know. And, you know, I'm just like going for it. It's an internship. Like, let's go. They send me my ticket information. It's Delta. And I remember specifically before I left, my grandparents were so upset that it was Delta. They were just like, (laughs) nothing good ever happens on Delta. It's Mm. like, you're just good luck, basically, is what they said. Like, they just did not want me flying on that plane. (laughs) I take the plane from Buffalo to New York. Everything was fine. That flight was fine. You know, like you said, it's 45 minutes, so it's no big deal. We boarded the plane in New York. We were going to Detroit because it was from Buffalo to New York to Detroit. <laughs> Which is so <laughs> to LAX Because Buffalo right. flies to Detroit. Right. Buffalo like, I could have driven but... to Detroit Ugh. in a time that I would have, whatever. Yeah. So it yeah. was probably just, like, the cheapest option, and that's what they did. Not thinking. It should have been yeah, like literally. It should be. It should have been free, but Delta never did anything about it. But never. Um, mm. so we're in New York and we are on the plane. It is raining. It is pouring. It is terrible weather. Oh. And we're just taxiing, and the pilot gets on. Like everyone's boarded. It. Nobody said anything about the plane being delayed or anything like that. We're just taxiing. The pilot gets mm-hmm. on the, the thing and is like, all right, we're going to be here for a while. And um, like, I'm going to turn the seatbelt sign off and like use the bathroom if you need to. Um, that's yeah. a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's going to be I a while. And I think that I think we taxied probably for almost three hours. There was a massive, massive line to t- for the runway to take off. And I just remember, like, looking out the window, and there, you can, we could literally see the line of planes. Um, yeah. Yeah, please. Oh, sorry, can I just ask, so, what, were, during that three-hour period, were you totally stationary the whole time, or were you, like, inching up? We were, we were stationary for most of it, and then we inched up, and then we were stationary for the rest of the time. So, we only moved once that I remember um wow. okay until we until we really started moving <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so yeah so in three, three hours, hours right I'm like it was like... you know and every now and then the pilot would get on and be like okay i think we're getting ready like everybody get back in your seats you know 20 minutes later he'd come back mm. on and just be like no it's gonna be a lot longer go up like use the bathroom whatever so people are up and around oh. and like talking and you know like talking to their family or friends or whatever who they didn't get to sit next to and so like people are around using the bathroom in the aisle and um and i think at this point people had started like sitting back down but not because the pilot had said anything just naturally like you know it had been a really long time like i'm gonna go sit and read a book this is like you know just kind of boring but there were still a few people up and there was there was um two people in line for the bathroom and one person in the bathroom and my my seat was kind of in the middle back so i could like i could see where the like line was for the bathroom like that's how far back i was and all of a sudden the plane just starts taking off full force oh my god like 
you know, friggin' flying back. Oh my gosh. And everyone is, no one like yelled or screamed. Everyone was just like, what the fuck is going on? And I look over and I see the flight attendants are literally pushing people back into their seats. But we had already left the ground and we're now on an incline. So literally, no. No. flight attendants are no. fighting gravity and like G-force, whatever the hell it is, to force people yeah. like into empty seats. Like, I don't care if this is your seat, just sit down. Banging on the bathroom oh door, gosh. getting people out of the bathroom door, like freaking out basically, but not trying to freak out and scare everybody else. But just get, and we're all just, and just like get people back into seats. And we're all just kind of like looking around, those of us who are still seated, we're just like, what is going on? And thankfully, like, they didn't have the carts out, like, the drink carts out or anything like that. Um, and I don't think anybody got hurt or it wasn't any, you know, it wasn't anything. And basically, the flight attendants were just screaming at people to sit down and buckle up. And then eventually, they got everybody yeah. seated and they were also able to buckle up. But it was like, oh my God. It was never talked about. <laughs> Nobody said anything. <laughs> it just happened. And then we're flying over to to Detroit. We're like circling Detroit because there's not enough space to land on the runway. Like there's too many planes or whatever. So, um, and I think it was raining. It it was raining in Detroit too. So it was like bad weather in New York, bad weather in, in Detroit. And so then the pilot gets on the thing and is like, um... We're basically, what he says is, we're running out of fuel. We're going to have to make a landing um, at like a, I forget what he called it, but it, it was basically like a tiny airport. Yeah, like something like that. Um, in Indiana. Oh my god! And gosh. so, in Indiana. In, in Indiana. Yeah. Not like oh my gosh! I don't know oh. any other place in Michigan or Illinois or any of the other friggin' states that are up there. Like, right? Um, we because we are running out of fuel, so and we have to like whatever gas up. I guess I don't know. We used all our fuel on the runway. I don't really know how it worked or like what yeah what happened. But I mean, we legitimately landed in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, with like cornfields surrounding us on this little makeshift yeah. runway yeah <laughs> and i'm just thinking like what on earth now mind you i have to catch a flight from detroit to lax yeah forget it oh forget that it. forget it that flight's dead. um that's over so we fuel up i don't like in this freaking cornfield yeah wait wait <laughs> wait i'm sorry you landed in Indiana to get fuel to Literally, fly yes. back to Detroit? Yes. No. Yes. One billion Mariah. trillion percent, yes. And I remember thinking, because I, I, when we landed, we were like, we were able to take out our phones and we, because I think they had like shut down everything. And because we were, I remember we were able to take out our phones and I had, because my dad and my grandparents are from Indiana, this is why I remember it was Indiana, and I was texting them being like, oh my god, we had to do like an emergency landing in Indiana, blah blah blah, surrounded by cornfields. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, so we, you know, we just fueled up in the middle of nowhere and got back in the sky and landed in Detroit, like, I don't know, like, five hours later, yeah, five after we had um, oh my missed gosh. my connecting flight. Yeah, missed again, my connecting flight. Missed the first like a two full days of yeah. my training. Um, had to have a stranger oh pick me gosh. up from LAX. <laughs> had to sleep in Detroit that oh night. Um, oh. just like and Delta didn't comp anything. They didn't pay for a hotel. They didn't give anybody money. Like nothing. And had I been older wow. and just not so, like, just let me leave this situation, I probably would have fought for it a little bit. And I'm sure everybody yeah. else on that uh, fought for it. But I remember yeah. while I was in the airport, the next morning, my grandmother was texting me. Um, I forget what the website was, but it was basically like a, a hate, like a bashing Delta website. <laughs> And sending me like all of the the mm. other horror stories of that have happened on Delta. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it was it was uh, it was bad. It was terrible. <laughs> and that, uh, but you know, I yeah. made it and it yeah. was fine. Everyone was safe, uh, except I. I would love now, like I would love to know what the flight attendants said to the pilot. Like, yeah, <sighs> yeah. That that it's whole thing insane. is ludicrous. For like, I cannot imagine. Well, okay, here's what I can imagine. I can imagine being a pilot and being just like, yeah, totally exhausted. You can't remember if, if the seatbelt sign is on or off. You can't like. I can imagine just being like, yeah, oh, and I think chance. that's ultimately right what now. it was. Uh, insane. But that is an it absolutely yeah. could have hurt somebody like it it's yeah. great that it didn't and yeah. like god bless those flight attendants for handling that situation but that yeah. absolutely could have hurt somebody and apparently if you couldn't find anything on it maybe uh nobody said anything and i mean right. i don't want people to lose their jobs right. so i mean say la vie but like that is yeah. really yeah. dangerous right but and i that that happens with pilots right like that happens if you watch um if you are such a person that you enjoy watching air traffic control uh like just yeah. air traffic control on youtube just videos of things that go wrong on the tarmac like that that um you know stuff happens people they they think they already said something or they they sometimes um the pilots will like ask two questions to your air traffic control and air traffic control only answers one, mm. but they think they answered both. Or sometimes the, the air, ATC um, agent will say like three instructions, but they mean them like do this, then do this, then do this. And, and it can be confusing, uh, but that is so dangerous because if you'd hit, if it was raining, if you hit any turbulence like going up or if they had to yeah. do like a sharper, incline or turn or anything yeah that's and i mean crazy. thankfully it was a small enough plane that they could kind of maneuver everybody and like shoving people into seats mm. but yeah i mean mm -hmm. it, yeah it was i bet i i, I would have loved to be in the room after <laughs> afterwards like when all yeah. the passengers are gone yeah i also cannot believe that you I'm imagining this being like the middle of the night, but was it maybe yeah, actually it was in the like morning. during the day? Yeah. 
Okay, got you. Because I was going to say the Indiana, like, that's the other piece of it. Like, did this pilot have permission to take off? Because, like, that's part of the deal. Like, that happened. Multiple pilots, um, God bless them, who just were tired of seeing me getting beaten Mm. up by passengers, would say, like, you can load everybody up if the flight attendants say say it's okay, which I do appreciate because the flight attendants are the ones that actually right. deal with the passengers once they're on the plane. But they like we can load them up and we can just sit on the runway for another half hour and then we'll have to fly around <laughs> LaGuardia for a half hour, like or we can get on right. the plane in right. in an hour right. and take off and land, right? So maybe that's a piece of this. Is he just? But that. I mean, going to Indiana to well, refuel. Right. It did not make sense. Yeah. None of it made sense. And the lack of communication, That's which funny. I understand, I do. Um, especially with a plane full of people that, like, clearly there's something going on and they're not communicating. Um, yeah. I don't know, but they could have done it a little better and communicated, like, and I mean, yeah. they did say, you know, like, okay, we're, oh. we're going to land in Indiana over here for some fuel. And but it was just I don't know it it was also bizarre that uh, I don't know I mean does it really take that much fuel when you're just taxiing I don't know yeah it some sometimes that happened to us a couple times where we sent a plane out to taxi and then it actually taxi oh wow okay so that makes sense yeah it it can if the because they can't turn the engines off while they wait. You know, like the engines have to be on the whole time idling. So if it is long enough, they, they, uh, cause, cause I don't know. My understanding is that the reason is because if you turn the engines off, maybe they don't turn back on. And that's like a full blown disaster if you're on right. the, like if you're taxiing, if you're out there and the oh, yeah, has good a problem. Point. That's, it's like a domino um, maybe effect that's after that. Right. And you get the <laughs> Swayze Canal situation. <laughs> Like, then you get the yeah. God bless them. That plane's that boat's floating on off. That boat, boat, that boat. Oh yes, bless them. Bless everyone in transportation, man. So good. Yeah, I don't know. I realized that the intention had been to make two separate episodes: one where I tell my story, and one where you tell your story. But we got just another. It's yeah, I'm fine with it. I like this. This I love it. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. I don't know if they'll all be this good, folks, but <laughs> those are the best ones we got. Yeah, yeah. The rest of them are going to be about yeah. about passengers crying. Yeah. Horrible. Or they're going to be your stories, things, but yeah. Oh, they could be your stories. Do you want to tell your story to us <laughs> and our millions of fans? Millions. <laughs> millions the whole podcast (laughs) nation (laughs) yes you can you can send us a 60 second audio clip the link is in the description you can also email us and just we'll have a chat you could do it it like you could do it like tiktoks you know like if it's longer than 60 seconds you just part one tell your story part two yeah you can do that yeah yeah or we can fake we'll figure it out one way or the other but Mm -hmm. you can also find us on tiktok nothing new for a little while but i got a ring light and i'm gonna try to make real tiktoks instead of just using fair materials appropriately (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
Um, yep. And you can find us on Instagram. You can email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com. Oh, got my the gosh. Nicest email, the nicest email. And I messaged this individual to see if it was okay for us to um, say hi by name. But I, I didn't get that okay yet. But you know who you are. It was the nicest it email. It literally made our day. Made probably our probably our week, if not our year. <laughs> it really did. Yeah, I think it's I mean, true. We, I think it's true. We yeah, love. We, cried. we love. In the best way. Yeah. That, I mean, it's so, so sweet. sweet. So sweet. But um, so if you also want to send us a sweet email, you can. Yeah, we do. We, we really like them. And yeah, we're still talking about ways uh, like. Mm-hmm different promotion ideas um please let us know if you would like a t-shirt that says fucking landed it because if you do (laughs) then we'll make it and then instead of selling it like decent people (laughs) we'll do a promotion (laughs) but it means what somebody will give we'll just yeah it means that we'll just give someone will have that shirt but also that is in reference to captain carlos i think was the first one right Fucking one-eyed Carlos. I think he was the first one. Captain Carlos. God bless him. One-eyed Carlos. We need to yes, have something for Sergey too. Sergey. Yeah, we are. Because we're all no, no, Sergeys. No, no, no. We, we are can't all, all Sergeys, though. But anyone yeah. can be a, a Sergey with enough, with enough <laughs> good Soviet <laughs> <machete>. character. <laughs> yeah. And get yourself a machete and some Russian character. Yeah. And make a yeah because you never know Delta might need to land there. They might listen if you can set up a fuel station. Literally, if you just have a cornfield anywhere, they'll come to you. Don't worry about it; it's no big deal. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this is like a side thing because um, you may have noticed that we do not. Uh, miss opportunities to say things that are not great about airlines and we know that some of you work for these airlines or different companies um so just to reiterate i I try to make sure that i make a point of saying it but we will absolutely protect your privacy if we have to change details or something to protect your privacy even more we will um if you want us to read your story instead of you reading it to protect your privacy that's fine yes oh my gosh yes like listen (laughs) Yeah, because at the end of the day, like, uh, I won't tell the whole story because I, <laughs> I have to save them for content. Content but creators now. I had um my last like, <laughs> God, on the the like last flight I ever took when I worked in aviation, the one of the things that like I I sat next to a pilot and without telling the whole story, he basically said that he was like so oh proud God. of me for leaving aviation. <laughs> it's hard because it's it's there's things about it yeah yeah there's things about it that are just impossible to give up right like you don't you get into this for really good reasons and it's and there's a lot of reasons to stay and i hope you all love your jobs whatever they are but on the other hand it is so and i mean it really does vary from company to company at how miserable versus yeah i think you know perks or whatever but like right yeah yeah but even i mean nobody yeah. can control the weather right, right? like there's just going to be terrible these planes break like there's stuff that there's unavoidable yeah, hazards exactly. of the job so yeah. and if you just but, if you want cool. to 
if you know if you feel the desire in your heart to try and find a news article with that story Mm. I would so appreciate it but I don't think it exists but if you can find it if you work for the NTSB and you're like oh I know what file that is even if there's no news article it would have been May 2010 well because May 2010 Delta Detroit to no JFK to Detroit or LaGuardia that's a good one I don't know I think hard to say I don't know. I don't know. Either or. Maybe it was Newark. Who knows? No. Yeah. It was definitely one of the New York ones. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. If you were on Delta, yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Um, I, love so I love you. This was good. I can't believe an hour Thank has gone so by. Much. Holy cow. An hour has gone by. So I cannot, again, dear listener, yeah. sweet listener, we love you so much. These no. are all not going to be an hour. <laughs> this one but is. <laughs> this one is. So, <laughs> yeah. Love you. Right. Love Good you. Night. Thanks for listening. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hey, thanks for listening to this bonus episode. We're looking forward to seeing you next week. As always, we absolutely love hearing from you. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, or email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.